You are listening to Defunct Games Presents Cyril Reed's Bionic Commando. Previously on Cyril Reed's Bionic Commando, after successfully defeating the evil Nas organization, Jack Markson and his partner, Super Joe, were ready to celebrate their victory. But Generalissimo Kilt and the bad terrorist group had other ideas. Using ninjas and snipers, Kilt ruined their day and kidnapped Super Joe. Thankfully, Jack was able to escape, but not without suffering some major injuries to his arm. The Federation may have been able to save Jack, but they were forced to remove his arm and attach a fake plastic bionic arm that will aid him on his quest to defeat Kilt and rescue Super Joe. In his first mission, our hero almost became a Jack Sandwich. He narrowly escaped certain death. He fought an octopus and battled a gigantic man-eating Venus flytrap. No, I'm not kidding. At the moment, he's second-guessing opening a safe that may contain a weapon of his dreams. Will Jack be able to open the safe without blowing up? Will he ever eat salty pizza again? Find out now when you listen to another exciting episode of Cyril Reed's Bionic Commando. Chapter 12 Jack pulled the wide gun out of the safe, glad to still be in one piece. He gave the overhead trap door a push with his bionic arm, and it swung up into a gritty beach where he had landed. A vulture swooped down low as Jack climbed out, but flew away when Jack waved the wide gun at it. Go find Kilt, he yelled and pulled out the communicator. Come in, Hal! he said, hoping the bads weren't tracing his signal. It's Jack. I hear you, Jack, Hal said. Did you get the gun? I've got it right here, Jack said, and I'm ready to use it to free Joe. It's not as simple as that, Jack, Hal said. You have to rendezvous with Heather Willis in stage 15 next. She has your instructions from the captain. Okay, okay, Jack said. At least it'll give me a chance to get something to eat. I've gotta go, Jack, Hal said tensely. Somebody's coming down the... Jack broke contact, worrying that he might have drawn kilt to Hal. Jack wasn't taking a lot of chances on this mission, but at least he could keep moving. The double agent had to stay in place, hoping their cover didn't get blown. Jack radioed up the copter to leave stage four. Just before he climbed up onto the cockpit, he dropped a few flare bombs down to the exit door. He hoped Kilt's soldiers liked a good fireworks display. An hour later, Jack walked into the small restaurant in neutral zone of stage 15, where Heather had arranged for them to meet. Straw hats and brightly colored ponchos decorated the walls. Uh, Mexico? Jack said to himself, thinking about starting with nachos covered with melted cheese. The waiter took him over to the table for two in a quiet, dark corner. Heather Willis looked up and smiled, obviously happy to see him. We seem to spend a lot of time in restaurants, she said. Not enough time for me, Jack said, grabbing the menu. Lately, it seems like things have been wanting to eat me. Now it's my turn. Heather laughed as he ordered nachos and cheese to start, followed by three plates of bandito combo, everything on the menu in one platter. 
Aren't you going to eat, Heather? Jack asked. Uh, no, Jack. You, you go ahead without me. I haven't had much of an appetite lately. Jack watched as she sipped her coffee and then stared down at the table. Jack didn't say anything until she looked back up at him, her eyes brimming with tears. You're worried about Joe, aren't you? He asked gently. Heather nodded, her head up and down, and wiped away the tears with a napkin. Joe and I got very close on on our last mission. Heather explained in a voice that wavered with emotion. He made a lot of plans for, for our future together. After Joe's mission to Buenos Aires, we were going to get married in New York City. You were supposed to be the best man, Jack. Jack had a memory flash of Joe standing in the penthouse in Buenos Aires, surrounded by kilts and ninjas. He wished he could rewind time and do the scene over. He should have tried to save Joe. He'd never forgive himself for leaving Joe alone up there. Heather, I'm sorry, Jack said, meeting her intense gaze. I'll do all I can to rescue him. You're the only one with a decent chance, Heather said, staring at the bionic arm. Only a bionic commando could get through the kilt's nightmare of mazes. I feel so helpless that I can't do more myself. I wish I had that arm. Jack felt self-conscious as Heather continued to stare at his bionic arm. He drew it off the table and put it in his lap, completely out of sight. I hate this thing, he said, surprised by his own feeling. I haven't felt like a whole person since I lost my real arm. He knew he was a long way from accepting the bionic arm, and he might as well admit it to himself. Sorry, Jack. I I never thought you'd feel that way, Heather said, smiling gently. The rest of us envy you for for all your power you have. Jack smiled back and activated the heat button in his index finger. He reached out and lit a candle on the table, watching it burst into flames as the waiter brought his food. Bionic Commando, at your service, he said with a wry grin. Go ahead and eat, Heather said, watching him eye his food. You won't hear what I say until your stomach is full anyway. Jack tried to be polite as he wolfed down the nachos, burritos, fajitas, and tacos. Heather tactfully looked the other way after the first few minutes. Okay, I'm full. Jack said, washing away the heat of the food with a glass of ice water. What a awful place is the captain sending me to next? I spoke with the captain just about an hour ago, Heather said. He's sending you to stage five tonight. It's not going to be any fun, Jack. This whole mission hasn't been my idea of a good time, Jack said. What's in stage five? Heather looked up as she heard the door of the restaurant open and close. Uh, I don't know, Jack, she whispered. The captain likes to keep things close to the chest, you know. My job is to direct you to stage five and give you this. You'll need it for the next part of the mission. Heather pulled out a small orange communicator, 
from her bag and slipped it to Jack with a familiar face appeared at their table. Hey, Mr. Jack, where have you been? Tiger asked, falling up a chair at the table. I've been wanting to talk to you. I've got a deal. Jack groaned and winked at Heather. Okay, Tiger, what's the deal? Uh, I'll help you out on your mission if you take me back to America with you, Tiger said. As simple as that. He showed two rows of shiny white teeth and drummed his fingers impatiently on the table. Tiger, you don't know anything that could help me, Jack said. Now, why don't I buy you an ice cream cone and then you can go and get lost? Oh, no, 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 just try me, Tiger said. I've been inside lots of Kilt's commando posts. Sure, kid, Jack said, taking out money to pay their bill. Oh, no, honest, Mr. Jack, Tiger insisted. You you see, I work as a delivery boy for a Japanese restaurant. Kilt has a favorite kind of sushi, raw octopus. He gets a craving for it at all hours of the night. I've delivered the stuff at almost every stage in this complex. Kilt and raw octopus. Perfect together, Heather said. Jack pulled out a pen and pad from his pocket. He pushed it across the table to Tiger. Draw stage five, Tiger, he said. And you've got yourself a deal. To be continued. And now, an open letter to J.B. Stamper, the author of Bionic Commando. Dear J.B. Stamper, I'm telling you, Judith, it's hard to follow up a chapter that was about a man-eating Venus flytrap, isn't it? How on earth do you top that? Apparently you don't even try, because this chapter was less about action and more about feelings. It practically started crying while reading how Heather nor Jack could keep their their tears bottled up. I was starting to forget if, if Bionic Commando was based on an action game or a chick flick. What is this, the, the notebook? There's no place for, for everybody to have a cry-off in this thing. Though, that would be a, a really creative way to defeat a boss, I mean. How would you even program that into a game? Would you would you just pull out a bunch of onions to make sure that you had enough tears? I mean, th- somebody needs to get this into a game. and I, I mean, right now. Bioware, you're not doing anything right now. Maybe you should make this epic role-playing game where you you kill a bunch of people with tears. Seriously, that's a golden idea. Well, thankfully, uh, there was much more to this chapter than just crying, but it wasn't much. For example, this this episode, we learned that Jack isn't just uh, into salty pizza, he's also a bulimic. How else can you explain the fact that he can eat three of every single thing on the menu and not gain any weight? it's, it's, it's not his bio, bionic metabolism. It's that he spends the next 20 minutes puking his guts out in the bathroom, just like Fergie. But in all seriousness, who, who the hell eats three of everything on the menu? Uh, 
I think I know a thing or two about Mexican food, so I can tell you with some experience that there are things on the menu that you just don't want to mix. I'm talking about stuff that'll make your head explode, yet this guy is getting it all on a platter, and he's just gobbling it down. I mean, they're putting fajitas and tacos and burritos all on one plate. Seriously? One plate? What kind of Mexican restaurant is this place? Why not just take the extra step and just blend the whole thing together and serve it with a straw? And finally, I said that you brought back Tiger. Seriously, Tiger? Why'd you have to go and do that to me? Huh, Judith? Why'd you have to do that to me? That's like bringing back Jar Jar Bings or suggesting that what the, the Godfather Part 3 needed was more Sofia Coppola. The book doesn't need more Tiger. It needs more chapters about Jack dodging bullets and shooting people with a stun gun. It needs more ninjas and more salted pizza. I'm telling you, this book needs more chapters about Tiger like I need another hole in my head. No more Tiger. Uh, I don't I don't care if he has the code that wraps up this whole game or book or whatever it is. This is a Tiger-free zone. And with that, I think I'm going to get out of here. Thanks for giving me another chance to... Uh, to look at the chapters and, and, and pick your writing apart. I look forward to seeing what you can do next week when we read another chapter or two. Uh, thanks again for your unintentional hilarity. Until then, yours truly, Cyril Lachelle. <laughs>